Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40, where we help women like you to rethink your priorities to create a life you love in this stage of life. So what's a girl to do to try new things, to prioritize having fun so she can enjoy her life even more? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, as one of my favorite listeners, I want to offer you a gift. It's my new daily priorities planner. This reusable planner will get you thinking about your priorities in seven key areas before your day gets away from you and following through on what matters most to you. Finally, sound amazing? And that's not all. I've got something else for you too. Go grab yours at lissafiggins.com forward slash daily plan, or just click the link in the show notes and be watching your inbox for a bonus gift. Now let's rethink your fun. So today I'm excited. This is going to be really fun because I'm introducing you to my friend, Ann Bingham. So here's what you need to know about Ann. Ann is the founder of the, of the uh, One New Thing Project, which I love this and I can't wait to get into this conversation. It actually helps to stimulate your brain's need for new and novel experiences. And she does it in a fun way that also involves community. So she helps specifically after 40 women who are feeling stuck, right? You feel like you've lost your spark. And she helps you get your creativity, your resilience, your confidence back. And here's what I absolutely love is that Anne has actually done more than 300 new things in the past decade. That is amazing, Anne. So Anne, I'm so glad that you are here. Let's start off by, I want to hear a little bit about your story uh, because not everybody, you know, says I'm going to do new things all the time. Usually that's part of a journey to getting to that place and then helping others with that. So kind of take us back to maybe who was Anne before and then how did fun and new things really come into your life? And then how are you serving others now? Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I have to tell you that the Anne Bingham sitting in front of you is not the Anne Bingham of 10 years ago. In fact, um, we were two separate people. So when I started this journey, and it, it absolutely was a bit of a journey. Um, sorry, I have to move something off my screen. But it absolutely has been a big journey because when I started this, I was that person who would go to PTA meetings and I would stay at the back of the room. I would 
um, not really say anything. I was really, I, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I was hesitant. I didn't speak my mind in meetings at work. I didn't speak up and I reached a point. And, and I know that there's a lot of women out there who's like this. I, I know because I talk to them and they say, oh my gosh, that's me. Right. And, um, and I reached a point in my life where I sort of felt that I was really happy. Right. I was, um, I was living this great life. I had a great husband. I had great kids and I had, um, I had this job that I had been doing in a career that I'd been doing for 30 years. And it was the job I it was the dream job, right? The one I wanted to retire from. And I was happy. And yet I wasn't feeling the joy. Mm. And, um, and I, I said to my daughter at one point, I said, now that she's an adult, I said, it was sort of like you climb that mountain and then you build a cabin and you stay inside and mm. you don't look at any of the scenery. And I, I was so disconnected from what was happening in my life. I felt like I was living everybody else's life. I would go to my friend's house and think, how can they keep their house clean when I can't? How does everybody else have dinner prepared and I don't? How does everybody else have it together and I don't? And what I've come to realize is that nobody does. That's so true. And we're all just faking it. And as women, we can't say that to each other because we feel like we're not measuring up. And so really where the One New Thing project came from was I needed to be able to connect back with my life again. And um, there, in my school, I was a, a principal of an early childhood program. There was, someone had sent us some Malaysian moon cookies and nobody was eating them. All of the teachers were like, mm, I don't know what that, I don't know what's in there. I'm not going to taste it. And I thought, this is the day that I start living again. Mm. And so I picked up one of the pieces and <laughs> I'm going to be really honest with you. It was a really tiny piece. It was, it was really tiny. Um, and there was another woman that I worked with and she said, well, I'll do it if you do. And so we tasted it and it was divine. And so from there, we decided that we would hold each other accountable. We were going to do one new thing a month. Mm. And we'd post it on Facebook. That's how we were going to hold each other accountable. And after four months, she was out. She couldn't think of anything new to do. And um, she just felt like, no, this is, I'm going to stay where I am. And for me, I decided to make this my New Year's resolution. I had, never I had never completed a New Year's resolution before. So that was that was big thing number one. And all my friends were teasing me. Oh, please, you're not going to complete this. But the more I got into it, the more my friends would post, 
I haven't seen your new thing yet. Have you thought about doing this? And one year, one new thing a month for one year turned into more than one new thing, turned into two years, turned into five. Wow. And I have to tell you, what I've learned about myself is I left that job because while I loved it, it wasn't healthy for me. Mm. Um, I started knowing who I was. I speak mm. up for myself. Um, my kids have were in this journey with me from when they were teenagers. And they have done their own new things. My daughter started a not-for-profit to combat suicide. Do new things. There is a physiological response to doing that. And it builds relationships with the people around you. So you become closer to your family, to your friends. And you know who's in your corner. And so the people who aren't in your corner sort of fade away. And the people who are in your corner, they're in your corner forever. Yeah, I love that. What a great journey and story. And I love that on this Repurpose podcast so often, my guests, where they are today and how they're helping others is because of their journey and something that they, a decision they've made, a way they've repurposed something, you know, before this is who I was, this is who I am now. And I can totally relate. I I remember there being a time in my thirties, you know, as a busy mom up to things and literally I would show up and then hide in the corner behind my book and be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I don't want anybody to ask me anything. I'm just going to sit here and read my book. And, you know, and as soon as it's time to go, okay, kids, we're out of here. Where's the next place I have to show up. And it was when you talked about the fact that you were happy, because I was the same thing, right? Great family, great, great marriage, great kids. Great. You know, I was able to be home full time with them. You know, we were able to homeschool at that time. Like all these things were great, but I didn't have that joy. Like you talked about. So what do you think is that difference between happy, you know, and having these things that, you know, we want in life and, and true joy? Um, I think there's a couple of things. I I think that we are inundated with what womanhood Mm. is supposed to look like. Mm. And I don't think that's the best. Right. So I, I think we're inundated with your house is always supposed to be spotless. Your um, meals are always supposed to be done on time. You're, I, I remember so clearly, and when I was going through this, this always ran through my head. Um, and, and I don't know if your viewers will remember this, but look it up on YouTube because it'll make sense. Um, there was a, com- the, a um, perfume commercial in the 80s, I think it was. It was for Charlie where it was, there was a song or jingle that went with it that was, I can bring home the bacon. I can, um, dust off the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can dust off the whatever and still, um, and still um, be here for my man. And, and that mm-hmm. was running through my head. 
the whole time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I thought I'm failing at every one of these. Right. That, you know, I would see these women who were out there, these working women who were so put together and so stylish. And I thought I barely have energy to shower. And, you know, I'm, I remember going to a happy hour wearing a white sweater twin set and loafers. And I walked in and a very stylish woman said to me, sweetie, are you in the wrong place? And it cut me. And I just thought as women, we need to like be uplifting ourselves, you know? So I think our, our role as women, like, look, it's not that big of a deal to have your house spotless. It just isn't. And, you know, there's lots of great places that will send you meals that you can, that are healthy, by the way, that you can, that you can cook really quickly. If you're not a cook and I am not a cook, you know, your husband can cook if that's his thing or, or um, your partner can cook if that's their thing. So there's lots of different ways to approach life. And it doesn't have to be that cookie cutter that many of us were brought up with. Yeah. And I love the fact that you said you were disconnected. You felt disconnected from life because that's, that's how I felt. Like, again, I was like, I was the shell on the outside. I was checking the boxes. I was doing the things that I needed to do to keep life moving forward and keep my family healthy and, you know, and all of that. And yet I wasn't enjoying life. I wasn't enjoying the, the moments and the experiences. I wasn't enjoying the people that were around me. And so I love how you said like, this has helped you not only just reconnect to your life. It's helped you figure out who you are. And it's also strengthened your relationships because yes. you have these shared memories and these shared experiences together. And, you know, that's fantastic. And what, what really stood out to me was when you said this, you said, I decided today I'm going to start living again. Yes. Like, look, really, it's that simple. It's a decision to go, I'm going to start living again. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is you. um, And look, I'm not going to pretend it's easy, guys. I'm not. Um, I had the support of somebody else that was going through it. And we had been talking about it. And it was helpful to have somebody else say those words out loud with me. And, and, but you do need to make the decision of, I'm going to do something new today doesn't have to be very big. And right. in fact, I, I encourage people. Um, there's this, this sort of misnomer that it has to be this big bucket list item. Right. And I actually encourage my clients to, to not do big bucket list things at the beginning. Mm-hmm. To do something really small. Go to a new restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, try a new recipe. Because it's those small things that often can have a really astounding impact. And it gives you a chance to enjoy something, really savor something and feel that joy, that success, that, oh, this is, this is amazing. This is living. And then, um, and then feel like you want to take that next step. And, try something else that's new. 
Yeah. And I love that the small steps, those are doable things. So things you mentioned, anybody could start doing now as opposed to the bucket list, right? Which is usually involves more time, more money. We have to have the right circumstances between being off work and the kids off school or the hubby off or, you know, restrictions lifted in the area we're going or, you know, all those things can be factors. And then it just becomes one of those someday things that absolutely, yeah, doesn't really come in. You're right. It's very easy to make excuses for those. Very easy to make excuses for those. I'll do that later. It's too expensive. We gotta, we have to pay for the kids soccer or hockey or whatever. And this becomes something that's that's specifically for you. Mm-hmm. And you can do it in a way that is um it starts with, like I said, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sourdough bread mm. because I'm gonna make sourdough bread. You don't need to have a reason. Right. You yeah. need to have a reason. You yeah. can just find that recipe online and make it. I will warn you that um, you may get some odd looks from your family at times because I did. Mom, sure. why are you doing that? But after a while, you'll get the, oh, that's one of mom's new things. And they join it. Exactly. And, and I love that it inspires others around you to, you know, maybe try some new things themselves. Right. So I'm thinking about the mindset of, of my listeners, right? This after, after 40 woman, and I, I'm thinking almost like two different voices are going in her head. Either the, I'm too busy, right? I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have energy. I'm so focused on my career, my family, my blah, 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 blah. We know those are all excuses, like you said, because we make time for things that are important. And so continuing to put ourselves in the back burner is not prioritizing you know, ourselves and our growth. But on the other side, the other thing that's coming to mind, I'd be curious if you've run into this yourself, or you've run into this with clients is fear because doing something new, even if it's small, I mean, the smaller ones, I'm sure the fear is smaller, right? But like, do you, have you run across that, that blocker of fear or have your, have you worked with clients in that? And how does that play in? Um, And how are you able to kind of like get past that blocker? Yeah. So, um, Fear of the unknown mm-hmm. is absolutely, without a doubt, the biggest blocker that I encounter. And particularly as we start getting into bigger goals or bigger, uh, bigger new things, if you sure. will. So sure. um, somebody who wants to try out dancing, but I don't want to do that because the the typical things that come out are it's too expensive i'm too busy um all of those things and as we get into the discussion what what's really going on is it's the fear of the unknown and what that looks like is i'm going to be bad at it i'm going to mm-hmm. people are going to laugh at me um and all of those things and so typically what we do is we write down a list of worst case scenarios, absolute worst case scenarios. So I fall over on the instructor. I'm in the wrong class and everybody else is at a way higher level than me. Um, You know, what have you? And we go through and we're like, so what are we going to do if those things happen? And how can you cope with them. Hey friend, just want to push pause to say, I see you. You give too much attention to some things, but not enough to others. 
You run around busy doing all the things, but don't see the results you want. You put yourself on the back burner yet again and survive instead of flourish. So may I ask you a question? Is that how you want to live? Or do you want to create more balance, growth, and impact in this stage of life? If so, I want to invite you to join my repurposed inner circle. You'll start by using my number one tool to design your life, set goals in the seven key areas, and take daily action. Then, inside the group, you'll get coaching to become more balanced, resources to experience more growth, and lots of inspiration and accountability to create more impact and live it out one day at a time. Not to mention a great community of amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Head on over to lissafiggins.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and join. Now back to our conversation. The interesting thing is that doing new things gives you a really interesting way to manage failure Mm. and become resilient. You become a really dynamic problem solver. Yes. Because you're going into situations that that um, are by their very nature things that that you don't do, and That's as humans we don't we don't put ourselves in those situations because it's not good for our survival. And so by doing that, you can it ups your game for things like what you were just talking about. The I'm too busy. I'm um, I'm. I've got work, I've got church commitments, I've got family commitments, I've got friend commitments, all of those sorts of things. You know, if you've got friend commitments, get a friend go with you. Yeah, what a great idea. Do do you have a family member that can go with you? Who else? Whenever I do anything like that, I always throw it out to my, like, my entire group of, like, I'm going. Who wants to go? Right. And if you want to go, that's fabulous. And if you don't, I mean, I've been doing this a really long time, so I'm comfortable doing this by myself. Sure, sure. But I, 95% of the time, have somebody who's going to go with me. Right. I love that because there's that community, there's the relationship that you're building, there's the shared memory. And it's not so scary when you've got somebody else with you because you're like, well, if I do fall in the middle of the woods, when I'm doing whatever obstacle course, I've got somebody who can help me or, you know, like you've got somebody to pick you up and to, and to cheer you on when you're struggling. And I think so often we try to just, you know, be on our own, you know, it's easy, like you said, to make excuses, to put things off or just to never, you know, to say we're going to do something then never get around to it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned something there, the shared memory that is really important. And I think we always look towards the shared memories being something that's positive. And I can tell you that a shared memory of a failure is just as important. It doesn't feel it at the time, but one of my very favorite memories is um, my friend Kathy and I went to a Zumba class. And the two of us were awful. We were like dancing giraffes. And um, I I tell the story in my book and it is still to this day, one of our very favorite bonding memories because it's, you, you just have those, right? You have those moments with your friends and your family where you just tell those stories over and over. 
And it's called the nostalgia bias, where as you get further and further away from those moments, those memories get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? So um, don't feel like you shouldn't invite people to something you're doing new because you might do it badly. I promise right. you, the worst you're going to get, and this is our actually our family's motto, is you're going to make a story out of our family motto is hashtag make stories. Nice. And so the worst thing that's going to happen for you is you're going to make a story. Yeah. I love that perspective. I love that. And I can see how, when you step out and it may seem like a small thing, this new thing that you're doing, but how that builds confidence and how that builds, Absolutely. you know, just strength and, and, and curiosity in yourself, how that builds you know, just, just a desire to step out and do other things. And I could see how that would affect other areas of your life. So, you know, maybe you're going and, and, and running a, a, you know, a race you've never run before or hiking, hiking, going on a hike up a mountain you've never done before, or trying this new class or whatever you've never done before. I could see how that would affect other areas of your life, your, your faith, your family, your field of work, you know, because those things that, you know, are also in there. And, I want to circle back to this because you said this earlier and you and I have this common connection that you talked about this awesome feeling. And so when you were talking about, don't just wait for the big things, like do the little things. Cause it will bring that feeling up of like, just almost like that. Just that like, wow, this is how life should be. And yeah. that's the definition of ULA. You know, both you and I are certified ULA coaches and ULA is just that it's a lifestyle framework based on the seven key areas of life. And it's centered around having balance and growth in those things. And one of them is fun. And so I'm going to be vulnerable yes. here and say, when you start doing ULA, you take this assessment. And um, I will be honest and say that my lowest area <laughs> was fun, which is maybe why I like you, because I know that you can help pump me up in that area. So if someone's listening today and she's thinking to herself, yeah, I haven't been trying new things at all. I'm really not a whole lot of fun. I'm not making that a priority right now because I'm prioritizing, you know, my, my career or my family and not that those are bad things, but it's very easy to focus on certain things and leave other things off. What would be some practical things? You've already mentioned a couple, but like, let's just kind of talk about some practical things that someone could do to start putting some more new things and some more fun in their life and making that a priority. So the first thing that I would say to you is um, shift your mindset slightly because whatever your focus is, right, you need to have balance in the other areas to pump that area up. So let's say that your focus is your career. You're going to get burned out if you're not, um, if you're not focusing on some of those other areas. So what I would encourage you to do is keep your focus on your work, but use that as a motivator to mm. have fun so that you can keep balanced at work. Make sense? Right. Yeah. Because okay. if you're stressed out and you're overextended and you're always, you know, ah, uh, nobody wants to be around you at work and you're not going to probably be as productive because you're going to be Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So think about a couple of things that you can do. You can do new things at work. You can put yourself out there for um, new assignments at work. Those are good things to do. Um, just in your, in sort of like, because I am kind of the, like the fun coach, I would suggest that easy things that you can do, some of my very first things to do were new recipes, new restaurants. 
Um, if food does, I'm a foodie, dude, I love to eat. So if that doesn't engage you, think about what does. Are you an exercise person? Stop doing like the weights and that kind of stuff or take a break from them. Maybe try a class. Yeah. If you're not into like the whole group class kind of thing, then maybe try a different, maybe try running, maybe try signing up for a race. If you're into, um, I am a, I'm a huge YouTube person too. So take a look at YouTube. See if you can find a juggling video. See if you can find a knitting video. Um, my When I was in uh, COVID quarantine, my kids brought me um, the, these massive coloring book sheets that I could hang on my wall. Oh, um, so I did those. So you can give those a try. Those are all like super duper cheap photography. Take the pictures off your phone. Take like some intentional pictures and print them. Like go old school, right. go old school and actually get your pictures printed. Take a photography class. There's look at your library because your library has a ton of free classes, tons of free classes. And they're all online, so you don't have to show up at a specific date. You just like, okay, cool. I just completed this one, done. I just completed this one, done. And you can figure out like all kinds of new stuff. I love that. So there's I a few that. things. Yeah, so many great resources. And I like how you were taking some everyday things like food, something you have to do anyway. You either have to cook it or eat it. Right. So just switching something up and trying something new. And I know that oftentimes they say like, especially around food, I'm thinking about this. If you, if you typically don't like something, you should try it once a year because oftentimes your, you know, your palate will have changed or you'll have a different perspective on it. So yeah, being able to circle back. to I do do have a rule about that actually. So um, I learned a few years ago that you need to try everything twice because you try it once For the experience, you try it a second time to make sure that you did it the best way that you can for you. And if it if you've done it twice and it's still not something that you like, that's cool. Walk away. There's no sense banging your head into a wall trying to make it into a door. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So I'm just curious. I know you've got a list of 300 new things you've done in the past <laughs> decade. What are maybe like two to three to five at the most things that just would would be different type of things that like maybe most people wouldn't have on their list as new things they've tried. Just kind of give us an idea of a couple things. Oh, um, new things that they haven't tried. Or just, I mean, ones Um, that are just kind of unique or really stand out to you, I guess. Well, I'm trying to think of things that are like kind of small things. Um, So there's this, there is the, I'm, I'm, I'm not a drinker at all, but when we moved into St. Louis city, there's this, uh, a passport program. So you can get to know like different places around you. And there's a, um, there's an alcohol, it's a middle Eastern alcohol, um, called Zorak. And it looks clear. It tastes like licorice. It tastes terrible. But if you put it, put a ice cube in it, 
it turns cloudy. So it's super cool. There's this really cool chemical reaction that happens to it. So that's one. Um, the Another one that is really, really cool. So here's, here's a couple of, here's a, here's a piece of advice. You can ask people, tell people that you're doing um, this one new thing project, tell random strangers and they will get on board. It's fascinating. That's so, so fun. we were out, um, we were out someplace and there's, we're at, we're out at a bar at the, um, St. Louis has this historic district with a lot of restaurants and bars and it's about a mile from our house. And we went in there and there's a guy and he's DJing. And I went up to him and I said, Hey, so I do this thing. It's called the one new thing project. And I'm wondering if you'll let me DJ a little bit. And he's like, Oh, sure. So he taught me how to DJ and I DJed about four or five songs. And so that was, that was really cool. And I'm telling you, this happens more often than not, unless it's a safety issue or a regulation issue. Right. right. Um, I also got to ride on a tractor because again, died in the wool city girl. I've never done that. Yeah. I, you just need to ask, don't just climb up. Don't just, you know, be respectful. (laughs) Um, and Ann told me to do it, right? Everybody's going to be saying they're going to be, you know, doing things. <laughs> the police officer comes and told me to do this. I have to try it one new thing, you know? Right. <laughs> I love right. that. And I happen to know when we were in uh, Nashville recently, you line danced for the first I time. I did line dance. And that I did was line really dance. fun. Yeah. That was. Yeah. And I did try, that was a try it twice moment. Because right. the first one was a horrendous dancing giraffe moment. Right. But um, it was fun. It was fun. And then I went back up, took a breath, got some water, went back up. Second time was much better. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, that's why I love hanging around with you because you help me to have fun and you help me to <laughs> you know, not be so focused on those other areas. So if somebody's listening today and she's thinking, okay, I need this fun girl in my life. I want to try some new things. I want to grow in this area. Tell us how someone can get in touch with you. What do you have to offer? How are you helping women in this area? Yeah, so um, I've got a couple a, a couple things coming up in January, and the first is I have a course starting January tenth. I've got two two things starting January tenth actually. One is um, my course called it's six weeks called Women Seizing Opportunities. Um, I still have a couple of spaces left in that, and then I have a ten week coaching program that's going to be starting January 10th. I also offer uh, personal coaching and I've got a couple of other interesting things offered on my website. So you can reach all of those things or find out about all of those things at www.theonenewthingproject.com. Perfect. We will make sure to drop that link in the comments. So if you're listening and you're driving right now or cleaning your floors, like I often do when I'm listening to a <laughs> podcast, right? Because what's more fun than listening to a podcast while you're clean, washing your floors? Um, we will drop those that link in the comments because Anne has just got some great resources. So if this is an area that you want to step up this year, I mean, we're this is airing right around the end of the year. So we're going to be thinking about what, what do I want next year to look like? And what do I want to do more of? And I think fun is one of those things that, you know, we need to do more of because we only have so much time. We might as well, right, enjoy it. 
Um, and you know, Ian and I both talk about the, the ULA framework and there are seven key areas, their faith, family, friends, field of work, finances, fitness, which is anything health related and fun. So I um, actually created a daily priorities planner that has all seven areas on there. So every day you can write down, here's the little fun thing I'm going to do today, right? But here's the thing I'm going to do for my family and the thing I'm going to do from in a relationship with a friend and about my field of work. And, you know, just keep these things top of mind because I don't know about you, but if you're not intentional about having fun or investing in, you know, your faith, your relationships or your finances, life just keeps going by and you're missing out. So I will make sure to drop the link to that in the comments. So I'm curious because I was vulnerable and said that fun was my lowest category of those. So which of those seven do you need to work on um, or is at, at top of your list to be making more intentional in this next year, Ian? This next year, my finances are, um, are going to be top of my priority. Love that. Love that. And that affects so many other things. And it's great that you can do a lot of free fun too. So while you're working on finances, yeah. you can still have fun in the process um, because who wants to, you know, it's, it's like that diet where you can't ever, ever enjoy anything. Then you're just going to like <laughs> revolt, right? And go right back to your unhealthy habits. So I yeah. know you'll have and- fun in the midst of that. Well, and one of the things I love about the ULA framework is it's designed to make room for fun. And yes. so, um, so yeah, it's that I'm very excited about that because we've got some, some big goals for our, our family fund this year. I love that. We do too. We do too. And we're actually going to be both Ann and I are going to be working together for a group course that goes through those seven areas that'll be starting in January. So if you're interested Make sure you get in touch with one of us and we can get you into the group. You'll get to see both of us in there, which will be really fun. Um, and, you know, we're just going to work on being intentional in all those areas of our life. So thank you so much, Anne, for being here today. I just appreciate who you are, but then also just the life and fun that you bring to, um, to our relationship and to, you know, just to the world and the people that are around you. So thank you for that. And I'm going to challenge you listeners to really be thinking about how can you incorporate more fun and trying new things uh, as you go into a new year and who around you would benefit from that too, right? Like invite them in. In fact, invite them to listen to this podcast because, you know, they may get inspired. They may be the one that pulls you out to go do some new one new things, right? And, uh, and that would be a fantastic gift to give to someone else. So we will uh, look forward to seeing you all next time. So until then, Keep rethinking your priorities to truly create a life that's fun and that you love. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And better yet, come join my repurposed inner circle for women after 40. You'll start by using my number one tool to design your life, set goals in the seven key areas and take daily action. Then inside the group, You'll get coaching to become more balanced, resources to experience more growth, and lots of inspiration and accountability to create more impact and live it out one day at a time. Not to mention a great community of amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps get it seen and heard by more women like you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lissa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.